We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Side information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Paul and Lindsay with you on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out. Yes, thank you. Our numero dos of the show coming your way at 425-ish. Host of Silver and Black Today Game Day and Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson will join us. Give us a preview and some thoughts about the Raiders and Cincinnati. It just so happens that he remote works in Cincinnati, so he may have an interesting take on how this is being played there as well. True. Yeah, so we'll get a, a little we bit. We got the insides of the insides. Yeah, a little bit deeper of a dive than normal. And by the way, in case you haven't been noticing, uh, if you're not, if you've been flashing between us and the television or you're wondering how to bet tonight, the Lakers, well, the Lakers announced. Really, LeBron has been warming up. He's going to play against the Celtics tonight. Correct. He's been out for six, Couple weeks. six games, I think. Yeah. He's missed. Yeah, I think they were three and five without him. So I mean, it's not the worst games. record, but. It's not a great one. No, it's not. But they are on the road in Boston. so Big old game. He slightly changes the uh, weather when yes. he's in the lineup. Yes, he does. Very exciting. Yeah, we were talking about Michelle Beadle earlier. Mm. She's she's in town, actually. Here? Yeah, I don't know where she is, but she's in town. I should oh, say yeah. hi. One of the fights, one of the Beads, games. We call have us so up. many things going on. Beads, call Wait, us up. Beads doesn't know who we are. 702-733-5968. Beads, if you're Look listening. Look at you. Are we giving away tickets? I guess we have to. We should. Yeah, we've totally <laughs> forgot to do that. Damn it! Well, let's just do you it now. How this works, right? Right. Let's just it's, do it now. It's not about timing. It's just about checking the box, right? Yeah, so, this is clearly checking the, uh, the box. Empire Classic is happening, people, on the twenty third of November. So, like three days from now, the Gonzaga team and UCLA team are be playing at T-Mobile Arena. You can wear a pa- win a pair of tickets right now if you're caller 10-702-733-5968. That's a classic. That's a big game. At New York, New York. Not the real state, the fake one. We'd have roller coasters anyways. That one. Yes, Nathan's Hot Dogs and Roller Coasters. Correct. That's a huge game. That's number one, Gonzaga. Number two, UCLA. For now. Let's just start somewhere with that one. If you didn't need another reason to go, that's the reason to go. And between that, we have... The Maui Invitational, your favorite. The local Maui Invitational. Your, your favorite uh, event with uh, my Oregon Ducks are playing in that, by the way. Of course they are. Yep. They're playing Chaminade. That would be the host team of the Maui Invitational. Chaminade? The Maui Invitational host team in Las Vegas is Chaminade of Hawaii. Makes sense. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Especially because of North Carolina last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was at the, uh, yep. the Native American Casino. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Right on. But you got to get the tournament games in when uh, you got to get them in. Maybe we could maybe rebrand, but then again, somebody probably paid for that. Maybe you'll be over there for the uh, Texas A&M Wisconsin game. Nope. To kick a what? Nope. All good things come out of Wisconsin. Uh, just Culver's mostly. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just Culver's. That's it. That's all. I have nothing else. I mean, you can visit the Dells, but that's the great thing about the Dells. You visit, you don't have to live there. Sure. It's Some people of, do, but like, I don't know why. 
Because <laughs> there's water slides. Yeah. There's, Who doesn't love a good I know, water but only slide? for so many months of the year. Like, it's not eternal summer right. up there like it True. is. And it's like, you know, you're at the mercy of the uh, the old seasons, which aren't the most consistent and a little more extreme. Yeah. Is that a thunderstorm? Nah, yeah. just go down the slide, dude. Trust me, nobody wants to go to Wisconsin today. Go down the slide. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, so uh, Empire Classic, call, win some tickets, 702-733-5968. And uh, if you don't uh, do that, go uh, walk up. There's still walk up available, I know, for Roman main event tonight, uh, as well as the Maui But then it's not you know, one and two between the Zags and the uh, no. Bruins. Yes, dogs and bears. Dogs and bears, bears and dogs. Dogs, dogs and bears. That's how you start the beatbox, right? Dogs and bears and dogs and bears and dogs and bears. Or is it boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats? Yep. It's a remix. <laughs> Time for football for. Oh, the funniest of footballs. Whatever snap count we're going to do, we have to have. And it's a remix in it. Omaha. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Somebody needs to start getting like legitimately really creative with that stuff. Like I just the most random things. Beatbox snap count. Yeah, it'd be like calico left side, calico left side. <laughs> just think of something completely random at the top of your head. Ladle, ladle. Right. Keep waiting for the rap lyrics to come out. <laughs> Someone to bust out like some some Shakespearean advisory. Right, some Shakespearean soliloquy. I send thee to a nunnery. <laughs> Green eighty. Yeah. Green eighty. What did you say, Macbeth? <laughs> <laughs> thou art stuff. the sun blue 80 um it's a homecoming for cam newton so much for homecoming he's gonna start in the least shocking announcement of the week yeah, just, oh, why this is breaking news cam newton's gonna make his first start for the carolina panthers Did against last week like against at home against his old coach ron rivera yeah it's a really weird family reunion it's gonna be really awkward probably at some points maybe well it's only awkward if you make it and it's more awkward just timing-wise. Like, you know tears are going to be involved. There's always somebody like crying at the national anthem or, like, some other BS reason. But you know that there's going to be some outburst of emotion. Over, under on, like, a pregame hug and then a postgame no hug. No pregame like hug. hug. Oh, they'll yeah, hug. Like, you're dead to me. They'll oh, no. Hug. They won't hug until after the game. No, I guarantee they'll you. Uh-uh. They'll, they'll hug not, before. Maybe in warmies. No, they'll hug before the game. Maybe yeah. in warmies. Yeah, but not. Up. It's not like they're out in uniform and be like, all right, bro. Let's let's hug it up. No, probably not like that. No, but no, yeah, no. I think in warm ups, yeah, I think you'll see the the pregame hug and they'll replay it right before kickoff. And like, look, they met each other again. Right. Well, based <laughs> on the keeping score in terms of seeing our previous partner, Tom Brady is one and all. Do you do you think Cam will hold up the mantle and and facing his former to take, coach to take out what? Yes, I yeah. think so. I think Carolina has at least no they have issues. momentum. Yeah, they have something. They have some energy emanating from them. That's due to Cam. Khalil Mack is done as a Chicago Bear for the season. Foot surgery. Brutal. This feels like even he knows the Bears are not going anywhere this correct. season. And I'm going to get this corrected, and I'm going to sit because yep. something's going to – I mean, he hasn't played in several weeks anyway. Well, and it's not like he's 25 anymore. you know. And, and he's a big guy. That Those oh, that, miles – He is a Bull in yeah. a China shop. And so that's why, like, the foot injuries always make me super nervous because it's just, it's so, they're so hard to heal. And then it's so easy to re injure and just the soft tissue stuff. It's, it's brutal. And they obviously made a really big bet on him. And it, that's far after the, the, the initial trade. Sure. 
Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think he sees the writing on the wall. I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from him. I would think he would want to move on from them too, but who knows? Maybe he's enthused about Justin Fields and he just wants to let that kind of year one experiment fizzle out and then get on to year two and put his full force behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not seeing him. I I don't see it as him just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to get this done or whatever it is. Right. It's, It's like, you know, there's, there's something here. Right. And if they want me to be a part of it, I want to be a part of it. You know, but geez, there's no glory sometimes days right now in Sometimes there's an option to push through things, and sometimes you take it, and sometimes you don't. Whether or not he was given that option, we don't know. We just know that he said no. The crazy thing about it is they they were thinking it was going to be rest, and they're like, and we're going to, okay, rest, yep. and then rest, and then rest. I'm like, you just get this done. You're like, make a, make the commitment. Yep. Sorry, we're not, we know we're not going anywhere. Just, you're, you're our guy. Yeah, what are we, Michael Thomas? <laughs> As some of that vibe to it. Kyler Murray is making every better sweat right now. He is a game-time decision yet again for Arizona as they play the non-game-time decision of Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. They have struggled without, clearly struggled last week. As most teams would without their starting quarterback. And Colt McCoy hurt his peck last Sunday. There's no DeAndre Hopkins. Who is dealing Unless with? Unless he a, puts himself in there, right? But he's been dealing with a hammy. They don't think he'll be back till after the bye. So they got a bye coming up after this had game. The bye. Why did I think that they went? That no, Kyler wanted, got injured going to the bye. Maybe it was just because it was a long week. Yeah, they have a, Thursday. Yeah, they have a late, huh. late bye. It was only like two teams on byes as they like move forward. So it's strange how that works. But he is. Gonna, they're going to sweat him out a little bit. He was limited. He says he's close, but you know that's just the competitor yeah. in, in Murray. Sure. You know, you got to pay people to. Look out for them, and hopefully they do their job. Well, they got Zach Ertz in Arizona. The guy that was left behind in Philadelphia has blossomed into one of the bigger pass-catching targets in the league, so Dallas Goddard's going to be the number one tight end and become one of the highest-paid tight ends in football, hmm. the third highest, $57 million and a four-year contract extension. Wow. Well, we kind of saw this coming. Is he worth that money? I don't know, but they when they traded Zach Ertz, it sounded like they just didn't even want him in the room to be uh, commanding the reps that his name and production in the past would command, right, for, for the Eagles because they were so dead set on giving him the reins. And I think that, that, that says a lot about him as a potential I think this contract will fl- reflects the steps he's going to take in the next couple of years, barring any deviation and injuries and otherwise, because he just hasn't had that long with the team of being the only guy in that specific position room where everything's tailored to him. Yeah, he's grown in. He's grown into the role. That's yeah. that's pretty clear. Uh, that is undeniable for them. And they got to sign somebody. Well, the Eagles' schedule is relatively soft on the way out. I mean, Why? Because is, they finished third, fourth place last year? Well, right. Of I mean, it is. yeah, there's really not a lot standing in the way outside of like one more go around with the Cowboys. It's, it's, they have the Jets on, on their schedule. They still have the Washington football team twice. Sure. Well, it, if they're going to go out recruiting or, uh, for, for a new quarterback in the offseason, you want to say, hey, we have so and so locked up for a certain amount of years. And if it's a tight end, that's going to look at least comparable to other teams that are probably doing the same in the offseason, like the 49ers. Like, you know. Right. Well, in the, in the NFC right now, in terms of playoffs, you know, the Panthers got better with Cam. It's clear. We'll see if that proof really happens this sure. upcoming weekend. And then you're really, everyone's really chasing the Saints right now and see if they fall back because 
The Rams are seven and two. Trust me, they will. The Cowboys are seven and two. The Buccaneers are six and three, and the Packers and Cardinals still way ahead of everybody. And then there's this big grouping, which includes the Eagles, the Falcons of all teams, still 49ers, 49ers, and your Minnesota Vikings, all chasing the tail end of the wild card position. Yeah, at least and, for a couple more weeks. And Minnesota's playing the Packers. No, this weekend it's the Chargers. Or no, no, Pitts- I'm right. Yeah, you're right. It's the Packers. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Vikings lost to the or no, the Vikings beat the, the Chargers Vikings last beat week. The Chargers. Yep, just one big carousel of what? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of this, a little <gasps> what, bit of that. What week is this? <laughs> yeah, it moves. What? Thank you so much, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's a big football fan, by the way. Is he? He's a huge football fan. Interesting. Amari Cooper on the COVID list. That's what it is. It's COVID. He's out for two weeks. So he'll miss this. He'll miss the game against Kansas City. And, and the then Raiders apparently game? the Raiders game at home Short on Thanksgiving. Um, uh, we're all... He's a big time omission on that team. You, CeeDee Lamb then has to become. The guy. The only guy. Right. They're going to double him. Everybody's going to double him. And then once you start doing that, well, that's going to take a dimensionality away from the Ezekiel Elliott's. Right. That's it. This is the, you, they're number four in passing in the league right now. Yeah. Cowboys are number four. And when you lose your Cooper. O- offense is simplified, so is the defense. That's going to be a tough putt. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked the line. I probably should check the line before we, bring, before we bring Brad on. Yeah. I'll have to dive in. I still haven't quick. even decided. Like, I initially had Dallas, and I'm waiting until you ask me when Brad hops on here in a couple of minutes of like which way I'm going to go because I, I don't. Like picking against Kansas City, especially coming after a victory that we saw last week where Travis Kelsey like rose from the dead. But I like the way that Dallas has played, and I think that they're about as real as they can be. Now, do I think they're going to be down there, uh, down the stretch? No, but I think this is as legitimate as you're going to be at this point of the season. So if there's a time that Dallas beats Kansas City, it is now. It's two and a half still. Has okay. Moved. Line has so not I'm kind of shocked that they haven't moved the line at all, considering that Amari Cooper news is a couple hours old. But maybe he's not as big of a part, at least that I'm remembering, and maybe I'm just kind of superimposing one big week he had three or four weeks ago and – Using it to just say, "Oh, that's been his production henceforth." That is a heck. Not be true. That is a heck of a matchup. Yeah, that is that is that a, is the the powers that be. A big week eleven matchup. Everything else is pretty much you know, a, before the peak. A light back and forth love tapping, so to speak. That's the best way to put it. A lot of these games just aren't truly exciting. That Pittsburgh Chargers is the Sunday night game. That should be pretty decent. We will have that is over. It though? We'll have that over on our sister station, News Talk eight forty KXNT five twenty. Well, the Chargers need to get, get some mojo back. Gear. Yeah, they yeah. they lost a couple in a row here, and and they haven't been good losses. No, for them. No, that's true. No, it was a bad loss. The twenty five nothing Falcons lost last night. Ooh. <laughs> well, hey, Josh Rosen came on through a completion. In the last two minutes, Victory Screech. In the last two minutes, Josh Rosen came on. They were down sixteen. It was sixteen to nothing. Yep. And he threw a completion, threw an interception, which was actually an out of bounds. He was being chased, and then threw a pick six. Lovely. Came back a full on, spectrum experience. Came back on in the next series, threw another interception. Oh man, the Peterman spin cycle, huh? You're just looking at him. You're like, dude. Oh my goodness. But you know that the Atlanta crowd left. 
halfway through that one. I had to get mine at Chick-fil-A because it's going to close in two days. Mac Jones was smiling all the way to the bank. All right, speaking of smiling all the way to the bank, it's time for Brad's Beats. Brad Henderson joins us of Nova Home Loans. Visit him online, loansforvegas.com, for your home buying and financial needs. Brad, welcome back to the near weekend. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing pretty good, Brad. Full of energy, full of life, especially since uh, we're going to be going into the vacation mode in, what, 45 minutes from now. But we are fully <laughs> locked in right now because you take the sports betting more serious than I any of us do. I feel like the opposite of full of life. I spent four hours at the DMV today. Oh, oh no. Oh, soul crushing. Did you at least complete your task? Because I've done that and not completed the task. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I bought a, an old classic truck, and you can't register it online. you got to do it the old-fashioned way. Yep, so. yep, and those registration fees in this state are prohibitive. So what's that truck about? What, a 1995? Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Kia Sorento. Uh, this is a, it's a 53 Chevy. Oh, wow. Oh, well, Brad, we might have to have you uh, yeah, pick us up for a victory dinner. $2 by the year. So. Right on. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, you and Lindsay had great weeks last week. I did not so much to where you and Lindsay are tied. Yes. And I have a lot of catch up to make up, but that's why we're going to the five. I'm going to take the lead one of these weeks. Right. Oh, maybe it's this week. It could be. It could be. It could be this week. So here's where we start our Brad's Beats this week. We start on Saturday with our lone college football game. This is against the spread. Michigan State, the seventh ranked team in the nation, getting spotted 19 points. Against number four, Ohio State. This one is at the shoe, the Ohio State. Okay. Michigan State, 19-point dogs. Michigan State or Ohio State, Brad? This is against the spread. So, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's the way, like they could put up 60 at any point. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Michigan State hangs with them and covers, and I'm going to take the points. Okay. Lindsay, testing, you know where I'm going. Testing allegiances here. I'm certainly not going to uh, take MSU in any capacity. I'll take Ohio State by a lot. Okay. Yeah! Uh, I'm going to go with MSU, uh, the Spartans on this one. If the shoe though, fits. Even though it's a roadie, but uh, no testing there. All right, Sunday, we were just talking about this on the air here, Brad. Dallas is at Kansas City. Dallas, two-and-a-half-point dog, so it's a near pick on this one. Uh, Dallas going now without Amari Cooper. That's official as he has been placed on the COVID list. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I really liked I, Kansas City kind of finally played within themselves last week. It's been, you know, they haven't done it in like a month. So I, I kind of like the way they're trending. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Oh, God. Kansas City. Kansas City. So. Here I come. There you go. Everybody in there. You know what? Do I do I go for no, a bigger here, before, lead? Before you pick, I'll pick right now. I'll just go Kansas City too. Okay, I'm going for Kansas City right. too. Well, now now that you've added that, I almost have to go. I hate picking Dallas right now. I really do. But I I just I feel like because you two have chosen it, I was already feeling it that way. Maybe they can overcome the the uh, missing Amari Cooper and Dak. I trust. Give me Dallas. Dallas. Let's ride with it, baby. All right, well, you get two and a half Let's there. Do it. All right. Lindsay, on the opposite side of you and I, Brad, that's probably not a good thing because she can extend the lead if you and I suck. Uh, Sunday night football. This is on our sister station, News Talk 840 KXNT. Pittsburgh is at the Chargers. The over-under on this one, as per Pittsburgh games, tends to be a little bit lower, although this isn't a below 40, but it is 
Over under 47. This is at SoFi Stadium Sunday night. Uh, so with this one, I you know the Chargers' offense has been in a funk for I don't know through two, three, four games now. So I'm going to say that it continues, and I'm going to take the under. Under for Brad. I too am taking the under. The under. Basically the same reasoning. I know. Because Pittsburgh's not going to figure it out. I know, and it's Mason Rudolph. Yeah, correct. It's so Mason. you're you're gonna I'm spot the, the Chargers like forty points to themselves? No, we're lining up on that one. All right, all right. Tuesday night, the Empire Classic, which we've been giving away tickets to all week long here on eleven forty. The bet is over at T-Mobile, and it faces the number one and number two college basketball teams in the nation right now. Gonzaga taking on UCLA. This is a pure pick 'em, Brad. So I. I'm not really sure why it's picked up. I'm gonna I'm gonna be heavy on Gonzaga on this one. Mm. The Zags, Boston's ruined the uh, Bulldogs, the Bears for me. So I too will be on the Zags. Boston ruined the Bears for you. Yeah, no Bruins allowed okay. in this house. No G- way. Gonzaga. Yeah. What about you, Paul? <sighs> Gonzaga, UCLA. Or are you gonna go with. Uh, I don't know if Dave. I can. Ma- I know if I can make up ground on this one to be honest, because no. it just feels like Gonzaga is that destiny team. Yeah. But you know what the heck, UCLA. Let's let it roll. UCLA. Oh my God, we're alive again. Yep, you only live once. That's the truth. All right, because we are off for the holiday week, uh, at the end of the week, we will actually put some Thanksgiving bets in on. But this one's going to be simpler. Essentially, we're just going to go one, two, or three. The number of wins by the home teams on Thanksgiving when it comes to the NFL. So it is the Bears at the Lions, the Raiders at the Cowboys, and the Bills at the Saints. How many wins by home teams on Thanksgiving in the NFL? Uh, I'm just going to go with one. Same. One. Same. Which is probably what the Lions will be. Yep. Cowboys are a win. That's Lions, it. Lions, Cowboys, and the Saints. Whoo! Man, I, I, I could. Who follows I a could, Jekyll and Hyde, too. Do I just go zero? Mm. <laughs> Somebody has to give the and hometown club a vote of confidence, right? Make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with two. Okay. I'm going to say there will be two wins. Who's the two? Someone's going to surprise. Matter. It doesn't really matter, doesn't. but there are three games. All right. Bears at Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, Bills at the Saints. I can feel the Baron already. Can you? Yeah, I've got kind of a sneaky feeling about the Lions if they got a quarterback. Okay, like Brad. <laughs> somebody's dipping into the eggnog a little bit early over there. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't. Fields is still getting a little blown out of proportion from his second half last week. So well, sure, but Jared we'll Goff isn't even playing because his abs hurt. Brad. Oh, well, kneecaps be damned. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead, go home and have a Tom and Jerry for me, Brad. All right. There's I'm your... already home. Brad so. <laughs> 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 Anderson and Nova Home Loans. Check him out. Loans4Vegas.com. Brad's Beats on Fridays. Brad, have a great weekend and, and enjoy the holiday week, all right? You, you too, guys. Have the best house party. My God. What a good line. Uh, Mic drop. Uh, Brad Henderson, Nova Home Loans. Loans for Vegas.com. Up next, we're going to break into the Raiders cupboard as they take on the Bengals, host of Silver and Black Today Game Day, and Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson's up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Paul Eihander and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers. It's really a, it's a week-to-week league. And I think if you get caught up spending too much time in the telescope, what's to come and what's down the road and how can we get there, I, I think you can get lost and, and the microscope is really what you want to pay attention to. So I think the league is exactly what it wanted to be. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Well, the microscope definitely focusing some attention on the Raiders right now after they struggled against the Chiefs. And now have another test. At least it's at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, another team that's trying to figure out its identity, whether it's an offensive team or whether there's not enough defense to go around because the Bengals' defense, while starting out strong, has struggled quite a bit as well. But joining us to talk about all of this coming up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium is the host of Silver and Black Today Game Day, our Raiders insider, Scott Goldbranson. Scott, welcome back, friend. Happy Friday, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Scott. We're we're just a few minutes away from uh, vacation and the overall weekend, so in a great spot. <laughs> but I want you to take out your best microscope and all of the wipes that you possibly have to help get all the smudge off. How does this team get engaged, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball early? Because I think it really does start and stop with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, listen, the defense had a bad game against the Chiefs. There's just no question. We saw Jonathan Abram, the the terrible game that he had after making really just some great strides. But it all comes back to the offense. Look, the Raiders, the two previous games before the bye, before this two-game skid, they had 30-plus points. In the two games since, they've had 16 and 14 Derek Carr had the one bad game against the Giants, a game they could have still won had they been able to score in the red zone, by the way. Uh, And then, of course, comes out against Kansas City, and he played okay against Kansas City, but they couldn't sustain drives. Uh, The Raiders were one of nine on third down, and so this offense, they have to go to what works for them. Remember, everybody's focusing on what they lost. They lost Henry Ruggs, right? But they have Darren Waller. They have to wake up Darren Waller. Darren Waller has not had more than 60 yards receiving since week two, guys. Week two. It's been a long time. So they got to figure out how they get him involved, number one. He is the best offensive player they have on the field. And you saw it last week with Travis Kelsey. When the Chiefs get Travis Kelsey going, uh, they move the ball really well. And I think the Raiders need to do that. That's the first thing they really got to get going against this Bengals team, which is very similar to what you're seeing with the Raiders as far as Paul said. They're trying to find their identity, and they're trying to figure out, is this going to be a season we make a push for the playoffs, or are we going to be looking at a sub-500 season again? Well, you lean into Waller, and obviously Josh Jacobs is a question mark. And whether it's just regression, whether it's that line that seems to be in in this kind of weird kind of amoeba-ish uh, flux, you know, his usage has been strange where it's everybody knows it's like, hey, it's Josh Jacobs. And yeah, he was a pro bowler once, but now it's there's no they're not worried about keying in on him anymore in terms of having to stop the run because he's just not getting the yardage and maybe just not getting the space that he's used to. 
No, that's true. And I think you're right, Paul. I mean, listen, the offensive line is makeshift. You're talking about an offensive line with one true first-line starter on it. The rest of them have potential. The rest of them are Tier 2 or Tier 3 guys, and that's the reality. Look, the Raiders for two years have not had a complete starting offensive line going back to the Trent Brown saga, all that stuff. And, of course, Richie Incognito, I said in Week 2 I didn't think he'd ever play a game for the Raiders, uh, and he's proving me right uh, as I as I sit here tonight. But Josh Jacobs, yeah. He's not been the picture of reliability. His availability has been a problem. Coming into this Bengals game, he's got to be able to get unleashed. They really need to run the ball. Of course, Kenyon Drake can do it for them a little bit, but he's not the same dynamic back. But I think maybe we look at Josh Jacobs and we say, listen, this is a guy who what didn't get all the snaps in college either. How durable will he ever be? And for someone looking to get that fifth-year option on their contract – I don't see it yet, so I think this is going to be a big second half of the season for the Raiders to see if Josh Jacobs is certainly going to be in their future past his initial uh, rookie contract. Somebody who's a big part of the future for this Raiders on the other side of the ball is Max Crosby. How do they get him free, uh, freed up to roam the backfield like the violent bear in a meat locker that he is? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it, Lindsay. And listen, that's what they have to do. One of the keys to last week's game against the Chiefs that they could never do was to get that front four into the backfield to pressure Patrick Mahomes. And that starts, of course, with Max Crosby and then his partner in crime on the other side, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. And I think with 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 uh, with Max Crosby, he's going to have an opportunity to do that this week. The, the Bengals, although they are improved on the offensive line, they are not great. Joe Burrow runs for his life still uh, back there. Uh, uh, and they need to be able to do that. And they have to disrupt Joe, Joe Burrow because him and Jamar Chase have created just a nice connection. You add in T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and then you have Joe Mixon even coming out of the backfield who's catching a lot of passes. And Max Crosby's going to have to do that. they got to get him going early to make Burrow uncomfortable so that they can do it. The other thing is, as good as Joe Burrow is and is going to be, he leads the league with 11 interceptions. And so the Raiders have an opportunity to create turnovers, and that's going to start with Max Crosby coming off that edge and making sure that uh, Joe Burrow is not comfortable back there. Well, and I think in the Chiefs, there was a different situation when it came to Max Crosby, and I saw it play out a couple of times. Travis Kelsey is a weapon, and he's not, he's a, mm-hmm. he can block. He's not the greatest blocker, but I noticed that when they engaged him, that when they were able to stretch out a play, they were able to stretch out Crosby. And it was just maybe a little chip or maybe just a little block because they were so worried about Kelsey getting unglued, and he did. I mean, it happened. But by assigning someone like that to Crosby to do the chipping, to do some of that blocking, it actually created less space for Crosby to do some of that damage. And it feels like if you have that – and now, C.J. Ozuma is not Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong for for the Bengals. He's not that way. But – it might be it felt like the chiefs had figured out at least that one portion of things how to neutralize him and to keep him farther and farther away from the pocket to let mahomes do what you know mahomes does and that's just magic yeah and i think it points out to the 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 st- still the work that has to be done on that raider defense look the raider defense is much improved it's still a barely middle-of-the-road defense, right? This is why the offense has got to continue to go and lead the way and score uh, more points than not. And I think that that's something they're going to have to work out. They're not getting the pressure up the middle that they usually need. 
I mean, Jonathan Hankins can do it occasionally. They're having some success there. Uh, Darius Phylon's been injured. He's a guy who really started the season on fire and I think helped with that front four uh, pass rush to, to, to start early. But you're right. If they can chip him, if you can just get him out of the play for a little bit to create that opportunity, um, then yes, uh, teams are going to be successful against this Raider defense. And it's also why the Raider linebacking core has to get better. I mean, we're looking, we're waiting for Nicholas Morrow to come back. Um, he's going to be a good addition to this team because, frankly, Corey Littleton, everybody, Corey Littleton, when you when they signed him, if you remember, Paul, they talked about how this was the guy who was going to stop Travis Kelsey. He did very little of that <laughs> against the Chiefs the other night. So the Raiders still have work to do on defense. I think the defense will bounce back this week. I think, again, the biggest question mark is can this offense get going early and can this offense put up enough points to take enough pressure off that defense so that they can do what they need to do? Mentioned that Joe Burrow is running around a little bit because he just has to, and he's a guy that actually has the size. Uh, I, I liken him more to the Josh Allen side than the Patrick Mahomes side, where you can just take more hits. Do you anticipate him extending those plays out and potentially baiting a couple of our our, our defenders into taking it or at, or sending a hit towards him in a way? Yeah, those penalties. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting question, Lindsay, and I, and I talked to uh, the great Solomon Wilcox yesterday about a former Bengal. Of course, he covers the Bengals. He's also on NFL radio. And I talked to him about that whole thing, because if you remember Aaron Rodgers, uh, when they played each other, they, he told Joe Burrow, hey, man, you got to stop taking so many hits uh, because Joe Burrow has been aggressive. But that's what Wilcox said about Burrow is that he's aggressive that way and you don't want to take it out of him too much. Uh, so I think if you've seen over the last couple of games when he struggled, he's backed off a little bit. So what Joe Burrow are you going to get? Are you going to get the Joe Burrow who's challenging down the field, which is why he's had more interceptions than they'd like him to have, uh, but yet still has 20 touchdowns? Or are you going to see a player who's maybe trying to find their way into what is that middle ground? And if that eggs on those Raider players to, to kind of get out there and hit them, uh, it could end up in some plays. And again, the, the Raiders have had trouble with penalties, both defensively and, of course, they've had the terrible, terrible pre-snap penalties on offense. But I think they're going to have to be careful. They're going to have to watch Joe Burrow. But if they can get the pass rush going and disrupt him early, I think that that's going to do that defense a lot better than if it will if the, he's roaming around there and they're trying to, to take any kind of shots as he goes down. A couple of 5-4 and four teams hooking up on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, Cincinnati, and the Raiders. Uh, before we let you go here, Scott, I know working remotely in Cincinnati, you have a little bit more insight into the Bengals than a lot of people, as, and so you're able to balance between the two and the Raiders and the Bengals. In terms of the Cincinnati media, how are they treating this game? Is it a, is it a must-win just based on the situation that they find themselves in the AFC North as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's exactly the same as you see uh, the Las Vegas media and the NFL media covering the Raiders, which is this: these two teams are sort of on a collision course, and they both have the same issues. They both started off hot, and then now have hit this two-game skid, and it's sort of it, it, at that crux, that point where what is what are these teams going to be? Are they going to get it together so that they can make that second half uh, run? And the same thing with the Bengals. The Bengals, the, the similarities are really are amazing here because the Bengals are coming off a big loss to their biggest interdivision rivalry, which is the Cleveland Browns. They got, they got hammered at home against the Browns, a big game that everybody expected them to go out and show that they were, quote-unquote, finally ready. Uh, and the Raiders are coming off the same thing with the Chiefs. So these two teams... Uh, are on that course. And then the Raiders, of course, have the, the situation. They got to play 
on Thanksgiving. They got to play on Thursday, a short week against the red hot Dallas Cowboys. So I think the Bengals are going to be fired up. The talk around Cincinnati all week has been how this is a must win. They need to go on the road and pick up a big game and a big win in the AFC for future seeding in the playoffs as well. It has to be ahead of schedule in the, in the minds of a lot of those fans, but I'm sure it is a welcomed sight for them to be back in contention, at least at this point of the season. Oh, yeah, no question. And listen, I think Raider fans, too. Raider fans are hard on their team. They're tired of losing, and a lot of them gave up after last week. But there's a lot of football left to play, and I expect, I really do expect the Raiders to, to bounce back in this game to get that offense uh, get going in, at Allegiant Stadium and get back in this playoff race, get back to winning ways so this team can get right. Read Scott's uh, column on thebetlasvegas.com. Three keys to a Raiders win over Cincinnati. The host of Silver and Black Today game day airs every Sunday morning for our East Coast Raider fans at 4 a.m. and as well as on our sister station, 98.5 HD2, the fan at 9 a.m. Scotty, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Have a great weekend. You got it, guys, and enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving with your families, and God bless. You as well, friend. Coming up next, back on the ice this weekend for your Vegas Golden Knights. Lindsey Brown and Paul Eihander, the Playmakers. Really proud of them. Um, it seems like every day we get something new thrown at us. They don't let anything affect them. You know, it was a real solid game. I really liked our game. We were much better in every area than we were the other night against Carolina. Exclusively on 1140 to bet. Are you feeling it, Linz? Just so proud of it. Are you feeling the good vibes coming I mean, from the locker room? Kind of. In a way. In a way. I mean, first period was a little dicey yesterday. The 60-minute goal has yet to be reached, but we scored four goals in the second period, so we didn't really need to do the 60-minute bit because we were just better for a shorter amount of time. And then Robin Leonard does what he does. Sure. you'll take. We'll take the dub. We'll, we'll Every take, single dub that we'll we have. That we shouldn't dub. have nearly as many dubs that we do, but we'll yeah, here we dub. are. Yeah, we'll take that dub. 5-2 over Detroit. Get yep. uh, revenge, the just reversal of uh, of uh, numbers uh, this time around. So the Knights get back on the winning side, and now they come up against yet another team overachieving at the start of the season in the Columbus Blue Jackets, who last night went into a seven-round shootout with Arizona and, Ooh, and, and, and knocked them off and made things interesting again and mm-hmm. so this is the test for the knights on a saturday is the first look at a a resurgent columbus blue jackets nah, I don't team say resurgent quite yet because it, you're absolutely right they're overachieving in in a sense because they're they're a team that's really hemorrhaged talent in the last couple of years if you guys don't remember they they traded for like matt duchene and like ryan zingle who's back on that team now but they made that stanley cup uh, playoff run, or at least they intended to before Bobrovsky left, before Panarin left. All those guys end up going to New York and uh, Florida, respectively, after the fact. And then there's been even more since then. They got uh, rid of their captain, Nick Felino last year, sent him up to Toronto uh, to lose in the first round, inevitably again. But uh, a team that is no longer headed by John Tortorella obviously suffered uh, an unbelievably tragic situation over the summer. One of, the, one of their netminders was killed at a, a team function at team party um and in a lot of ways uh his passing has become the theme for this team for 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 Milzinkas their their netminder now who is trying to kind of find his way sometimes he's like he's lights out and sometimes he's not tis the way of the of the goaltenders 
Um, but they still got the the Gus Nyquist. They still got the Boone Jenners. They still have the Zach. Uh, they have Wiranuskis. no problem scoring. This team does exactly. not have any problem scoring. Exactly. And so they've kind of had to because they've been giving up a lot of goals yes. themselves. And so um, if you can make a team play a game that they haven't been asked to as of late, you're automatically going to have a little bit more of an advantage. And the Golden Knights have been finding ways to get on the score sheet themselves. We They've shown us uh, their ability to keep those uh those scores low and the pacing low as well and so what they'll uh show up with tomorrow night i'm unsure because by the time we get there we'll probably have two more injured players and the ones that we get back <laughs> we'll have a damn near hat trick because uh zach white cloud wasted no time but they're getting scoring from uh from the places you wouldn't expect a paul cotter had another big time uh big boy goal last night does not shy away from the the slot, does not miss the net, always hits it. And that's invaluable to have, even though it's not necessarily part of your lineup every day. It's just you can call somebody up and not only uh, not have to worry about them messing up, well, maybe they're good for one tonight. You never know. I mean, the Nick Hag goal in general, I was kind of seeing him piece together some good things early on in that game. I was like, oh, like look, look what Nick's doing here, especially after uh, Carolina where he was out there in the first line for 20 seconds and then he got moved down the lineup because Carolina was just too fast. They were going to have him taking penalties all night. And so this is such – I actually wrote down in my notes last night just kind of a question I wanted to ask myself. Uh, who benefits – the absolute most based off of these extra opportunities that Pete always says next man up. Now we, they get to have a shot. And if you're looking at just how they're allocating minutes in terms of power play time, what else with this organization is Nick Waugh going to see two and a half minutes of power play time in the first period? Do you think that has any bearing on him taking a step in his five-on-five game, driving play, scoring a few goals, and just looking like he's actually contributing on the first line rather than just an anchor on it? Maybe so. Or Keegan Colesar also had almost two minutes on the power play himself in that first period. It's just you wouldn't get that at this juncture of your career without this situation. And while we're not going to see those dividends pay off, down the road, how often do we talk about Keegan Colesar working himself into an opportunity that he can't finish on? The, yes, but the Correct. more no, he, right. the more you're reps right. you get, the more confident you feel. Where it's like we're calling your number to be the guy to figure it out. We need a goal. We're putting you out there because you're the best yet we have, and they're able to do that. That absolutely helps feed your brain in those little mini moments in breakaways where it's like instead of being like should I do this move or this move you're just you're decisive I have complete confidence in my ability to to make the right decision and then once you're past that point of letting go execution usually follows and so I I think uh I'm 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 in lockstep with Pete in terms of being like the proud of the team but you're only as good as your your most latest uh victory and Everything's rinse, repeat in this league. And so it, you got to show up and hopefully have that 60-minute effort that we were looking for last night, tomorrow. Yeah, and the trip doesn't get any simpler. Once they finish up this homestand here on Saturday, they go right back on the road before Thanksgiving. They play the Blues in St. Louis on Monday, and then it's Nashville on Wednesday Nashville's there. playing respectably. St. Louis has taken a little bit of a step back in the last couple of games. They are giving up some goals too, but, man, we always play them super uh, – a lot of scoring, a lot of penalty box time for for both squads, and uh, it's we're just plugging along and waiting for Max to come back, waiting for everybody else to come back. Right. And it's just the 
I am very enthused by this team's ability to stay in games and strike fast and strike effectively. It, it, it's serving them well, and it'll serve them even better down the road when they are at full capacity. Well, in some in some ways, this team has had to you know patchwork the offense together. Where you know early on, it was like, okay, is the system working? It feels like just in terms of the waiver wire acquisitions that, right. you know, that's certainly helping them a bit because they are relying on. Well, we you don't know, have to expose our talent. Right. Yeah, they're, not, they're relying on and they're getting some contributions from that. So that that right. has been helping them quite a bit. But, you know, it's your season's quarter over. I mean, yep. in, you know, there's you're they're right in the middle of the pack. Yep. and You expect them probably to stay here for a while until you get piece after piece after piece back. Well, and, and then, hopefully everybody stays out of COVID protocol too because we haven't heard anything today, but that's just today. And that that always has to be at the top of your mind, especially when we've had, you know, three people pop up with posies in the last week. And so um, it, it's this is where it's hard to exist in the moment, right? Hard not to get ahead, hard not to, to assume, well, now we can start maybe grasping this concept or trying this type of Dodonoff uh, route through the through the offensive zone. Oh, no, nope, no, nope, just stay where you are. Stay where your carriage is. Right. We'll see you tomorrow night. Blue Jackets at the Fortress, and then they hit the road prior to Thanksgiving. All right, uh, coming up next, our friends at BetMGM tonight, Trista, Quentin, and Ryan. We'll take you to 8 o'clock and then JR Sport Brief after that we hope you all enjoy your weekend get out and enjoy some of the sports here in las vegas there's plenty to choose from that's for sure see you in a week yeah for mark she's Lindsay. i'm paul that's a wrap of the playmakers through thanksgiving sports and other things we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.